Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jesus McDonald Experience. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet, you can subscribe on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Spotify. We are going to be providing you with valuable content around entrepreneurship, business, and marketing. We will also be doing interviews with professionals in the industry that are real and unedited, so make sure you subscribe now. And lastly, enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. It's Jesus McDonald here. I have a special guest with me, Michelle Turner. Michelle, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I'm glad it's Friday. So happy Friday. Uh, I wanted to go ahead and, yeah, I wanted to go ahead and read your quick intro bio because I will chop it up if I don't read it. Okay. So (laughs) Michelle Francine Turner is a California native who is known to be a tech savvy professional with a knack for using her voice to influence her listeners. For over 15 years, she has worked in the technology industry for high profile government and software organizations. Her passion, you ask, which is a great question, to create high quality voiceovers, training and presentations that inspire, educate and spark imaginations. That is great, awesome over 15 years you got to catch me up there's so much for us to talk about right oh my goodness yes yes it's been it's been an interesting 15 years it's funny you you know it's true you you never do know where you're going to end up you never do know you can make all the plans in the world but you know yeah very true that's what makes life exciting very very true very true so what questions should we start with what inspired you maybe to become an entrepreneur yeah. Well, growing up, I had a lot of entrepreneurial just energy around me. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, my mother, she was a top salesperson in her trade, and she was always dabbling in mm-hmm. some extracurricular activities like becoming a Mary Kay lady or uh, the Avon lady. And she started like creating these custom gift baskets that she wanted to sell on the side, and she yeah. purchased real estate and used that as rental property. I have an aunt who worked for the government, you know, all her life, but she would, you know, write a few books here and there. And she became a a licensed massage therapist on top of her full-time job. I have a brother who was wonderful in the trade of uh, information technology, but being a music producer and a DJ was his side hustle. So I think that it's probably in my blood to just give it a shot and, you know, Besides all that too, um, my parents always encouraged me to go to school, get a job, you know, work hard, earn your keep. And um, that's all great. But I think the underlying message there was also uh, to do all of those things, but do it for yourself. Mm. Uh, Meaning that you should go to school for yourself. You should get a job working for yourself um, and work hard work hard at everything you do and work hard as though you're doing it for the good Lord. Um, but also too, um, earn your keep so that you can leave a legacy for yourself and those you leave behind as well. So I, I think that with, um, all the lessons they tried to teach me, um, 
that's what resonated the most about what it means to be an entrepreneur and what it means to become one. So nice, nice. So you've worked for big name companies here in Silicon Valley. What did you learn from that? And did that play into being an entrepreneur or help in any way? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, actually in a lot of ways. Um, I started working for a marketing automation company Mm -hmm. and I, I stepped into that particular position after being laid off from another job. And I, I have a strong background in tech. That wasn't an issue. I was stepping into, I was just stepping into my career as a technical trainer and a curriculum developer. Um, but focusing on marketing software or specifically the topic of marketing, I had no clue what marketing was, how to do it, what it meant. I know technology very well. So me teaching software, that's not so far-fetched, but understanding things like attribution. What? I don't know. Um, (laughs) Campaigning. What is a campaign? I have no clue. So um, I had to ramp up pretty quickly to understand um, marketing speak and translate that well when I was standing in front of an audience in a classroom to teach the technology pieces and understand uh, the the business needs of my my learners in the classroom and why is it important and how is it that this particular software is going to solve a business problem you have around marketing and with that I started figuring out what marketing is I started understanding technique and so I already had the geeky the geeky technology piece behind me, right? Growing up, I would be into creating MIDI music or, you know, creating little simple videos and playing with microphones and, and things like that. So that that wasn't new to me, but the marketing piece was. But once I started to pull that together with a newfound knowledge that I have, you know, this talent for voice and communication, putting all those things together, I was like, oh my goodness, thank goodness. I was introduced to marketing and the way I was introduced, it's Mm. helped me get the confidence I needed to start to start a small business, you know, a small, you know, sole proprietorship. So it's been very beneficial my career. Now, has anyone told you, Hey, you should seriously consider voiceover or was it more like, I think I'm just really good at this. I'm going to just do it. It definitely was not that. Nope. <laughs> um, I um, I was working for the government at the time. I my first job coming out of college was uh, as an IT specialist, and that holds a lot of different meanings um, in in the government world. But um, I happened to be working as a web developer at the time, and. When you work for the government, it's not unusual for you know you to be pulled into briefings uh, or trainings and you know give these presentations in front of you know gosh like top faculty member and um, you know there were admirals and what have you in the room and so after the end of any briefing I would deliver. I would get really good feedback from my colleagues. You know, Michelle, you did a great job with that presentation. You really commanded the room. You were able to instruct and, and hold people's attention. You're very articulate. Gosh, you're a great public speaker. And 
Um, I thought to myself, that's great and all, but a, a big audience frightens me to death, frankly. Um, <laughs> so, but with that, I did discover a new passion. The new passion was, you know, kind of turning away from a sole focus on technology um, and getting into educational technology or education as a whole. And mm -hmm. what I appreciated about delivering those presentations was when I was instructing people. So I went for my CompTIA certification Interesting. to become a technical trainer. And in that process of preparing for my certification exam, um, my instructor said to me, because I have to, you know, do a lesson in front of a group of other people, um, do a couple of rounds of that. At the end, he would say, do you know that you have a voice for radio? And I go, Psst, what? And he's like, no, 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 really, 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 no. You are very articulate. You have a smooth voice. Um, you can hold attention of your audience. Um, that's what makes up a lot of, you know, great TV show and radio hosts. I, I'm serious. I'm like, right. huh. So I walked away from that. And, um, you know, really, after I passed my certification exam, that thought always stuck with me. It's like, wow, I, I have this newfound talent. And that was really exciting. So That is awesome. So... It's, it's interesting because you went from, you know, the whole geeking out technology and then you also, it kind of almost resonated. Like it just, there was synergy there with teaching others, right? So most people don't have that where they're like, I want to do this and I want to do that. Like it takes a while for people to figure out what they're passionate about, what they're really good at doing. But it seems like you found that out pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I, I hope it was quick enough. I want, you know, I wonder sometimes, you know, cause I feel, you know, when I look at, um, gosh, I mean, young people today are doing such amazing things. And I, I mean, they're starting off young with entrepreneurship and that blows my mind. I was not nearly as brave and courageous as I see a lot of youth today. No, I've seen um, kids that are like, I call them kids. It's like 14. They feel like kids to us. Yeah, yeah, right. 14, yeah. right? I'm 14. Yeah. I have 15 million subscribers on YouTube. I'm doing this and that. And I'm just like, what were you doing at 12? And I know. <laughs> well, how did you do that? What's going on? What's your story, right? <laughs> Must be the Wheaties, something. <laughs> no, definitely. So what do you like specifically about you know teaching technology i know you don't like speaking in front of people but i'm sure you've gotten really good at it over time right and even from this interview you're really good at articulating everything right so I, I see that you're collective you articulate everything well uh i do agree with folks that have told you about you should be a radio talk host you should do all these things you definitely have the voice to do it <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, when it when it comes to teaching, um, I think I, I, I think I have um, this curiosity in general about how people learn and how they apply themselves. I don't know why I don't know where it came from. Um, I, the underlying thing I think with teaching is that I'm, I'm helping somebody in some way I'm helping them to better themselves to develop right. a skill just something that's going to help make their lives easier. Hmm. Um, and then, um, the more analytical side of me is like very curious as to how do people learn best? 
And so that's part of the reason why I, you know, ended up going back to college to pursue my master's degree in education. I was really just curious about that. Um, hmm. And, um, but at the end of the day, I prided myself when I was a full-time technical trainer, I prided myself in being able to walk into a classroom, help somebody solve a unique or a complex business need with technology tools and just bounce, right? And then hear later that, um, you know, they're doing it. They're launching their, their product finally. They're finally implementing that software and they're making some progress. So it's nice to know that I was a, I was a part of that. So That's awesome. That's awesome. So why voiceover? I mean, you could have gone in like a thousand different directions, right? I sure could have. You could have you been a podcast host. You could have done a radio talk show, right? But mm-hmm. I'm just curious, why voiceover? I think, I think it's a really good way for me to excel at something, to express myself, to perform safely behind closed doors without a big audience. I'm just being honest. I I am Love okay it. with being locked up in a padded room and expressing myself. I, I, I think it comes easier that way. It's a little easier for me that way. So so part of it is probably the introvert in me, right? Mm-hmm. Um I I the introvert in me probably has a lot to say and a lot on her mind. And so I think that when I get a script all right. Whether, especially when it's for education, of course, that's, that's my niche and my favorite thing to talk about is, and, and to articulate is how to do something or how to perform something. Um, I feel like I'm still helping. I'm still helping someone, you know, on the other side of those speakers accomplish mm-hmm. something when it comes to say, you know, um, e-learning type of content. Uh, what I'm starting to stretch into is video games. I'm starting to stretch into commercials uh, and things like that. And so I think that for me, um, what I get out of that is getting that attention. And it's a form of influence that you have over the listener, right? right. Without being, you know, having to be super aggressive um, or, um, you know, again, not having to perform in front of that person, but uh, to initiate a reaction. Yeah. And and hopefully it's in a positive way. I want my voice to be used for good and for positivity. Um, so that's 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 the goal. And that's that's why voiceover. It's a it's a safe way for me to do really, really well. But behind the scenes where frankly I'm kind of more comfortable. So and now you're in front. Of the curtains. <laughs> I don't know how this happened. And that and that's the funny thing I think I'm learning about marketing is that I have to be here to do well. <laughs> so I will yeah, I'll tell you that um I've had some comments about my Instagram page. Yes. And um there are up until lately, there are very few images of me. Hmm. Very few, and I'm I'm honestly I'm a, just a very private person. I'm a very private person, and I don't know. I'm just not the type to want to get up in people's faces and and sure. put myself out there. It does not come naturally for me to put myself out there. So this gets into, you know, probably some challenges I had to overcome to get to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, 
yeah, but I'm recognizing that if I am selling myself, I have to sell all of me to some degree, you know, including right. my face, my voice, my, my animated self. And so that has been pushing me towards, um, pushing me towards, you know, um, you know, more for me, more extreme forms of marketing. So yes. yeah. Personal branding, definitely. If it's your talent that you're selling, it does go hand in hand. Uh, especially if I'm your prospective client and I'm looking for you on the line, right? I want to see your work samples. I want to see the face to the name. Uh, right. Who am I working with, right? Speaking of marketing, yeah. I know we were talking a little it's, bit how fun it is, right? <laughs> what, was exciting. what do you enjoy or love the most about marketing yourself? And what do you like? What do you don't like, actually? Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, pictures of me and putting myself out there, I probably like that the least, to be honest. Um, but what I, what I really like about it is that there are so many ways to market yourself. Um, right. I like that I can kind of experiment with marketing. Mm -hmm. There are so many platforms. There are so many art forms, digital art forms. There's so much opportunity out there, um, especially when you're a tech savvy person too. And you and I and you know it's a requirement in today's day and age. Right. Um, but I mean, if you're really already comfortable with technology tools, you can start seeing how tools can help you create digital content in ways that you know five, 10 years ago, we never thought would be possible. And so I like the idea of being a little experimental with it. Mm -hmm. um, I like being able to, I have set forms of content that I put out there as a form of marketing. And so I like playing with those. I've thought about ways to switch it up, to create different types of content to market myself. Um, so I think that's my favorite thing about the whole thing. Um, you know, the, 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 the branding yourself and putting yourself out there, that's a challenge, but the ways in which you can do it, you can become very, very creative with it. So. Right. Now you're definitely doing a great job with it. Uh, in regards to what's your favorite to, to marketing, what's your favorite social media platform? It is definitely Instagram. Absolutely. Um, it allows people to, it forces people to use imagery as a form of marketing. And I love that lately I've been connecting with a lot of other voiceover artists and I get to see all kinds of things, whether it's their children or their studio setup. I love awesome. looking at people's studio setups or their computers or their mics and whatever. Um, it allows me to delve into my, my geekier interests as well. So. Uh, so I get to, you know, look at some, some sci-fi, uh, some sci-fi stuff and weird collector's items and things like <laughs> that. Um, it just, it just really tickles my senses, I think. And, uh, the engagement in my experience, and maybe it's just how I'm marketing, maybe it's doing well at the moment, but, um, the engagement seems to be a lot better for, for me personally and what I'm trying to accomplish. Um, and I'm using other tools as well. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but that is my absolute favorite. Uh, my most experimental, I'm kind of eh, about at the moment that I started diving into uh, was Twitch. Are you familiar with Twitch? Yes, for gamers. Yes. People think gamers. Um, I, I, I like to think of it as the YouTube of geeks and nerds, basically. And um, I, uh, yeah, growing up, I was totally into that. I was a PC gamer and I would play all these action adventure games. You know, I'm terrible at shooters. Don't ask me, actually ask me and I'll try. But um, I had this thought. I have a little bit more time now with you know, COVID mm -hmm. and I miss playing video games. I haven't, hadn't touched my, like I have an Oculus Rift and I hadn't touched it in like four months, you know, just due to a lot of things going on in my personal life. But, you know, just also to the fact that I'm just like overwhelmingly busy and right. it's, it's, and I'm and it, you know, there's certain games you're playing by yourself. So I, you know, started kind of looking at some influencers that I follow, um, you know, people that are, you know, helping others out there start their own businesses, for example, or voiceover artists as well. And I started thinking about Twitch. Twitch is interesting because you're streaming and whoever is streaming, yes, it is about the game typically, or there's other content on there as well, but most people think about gaming. Right. They're playing a game, but they're also utilizing their voice to connect mm. with the community that's watching them. And I am my most relaxed when I'm gaming, whether it's a board game or a video game or a computer game. Um, you ask me to perform a script on the spot, I'm gonna have to work through it a little bit to get comfortable. There's the concept of conversational voiceover. Conversational voiceover requires me to keep a tone that I'm having with you right now. And I don't keep that typically when I'm forced to have to use it. I can't do it on the spot. Um, but I'm conversational when I'm playing a video game. I'm conversational when I'm talking to Jesus, you know, on a, on a you know, a video call. Um, so I thought that I could kill two birds with one stone. I can get back to my hobby and I can get back to practicing my conversational voice. Actually, there's, you know, three birds. I can also market myself. So I am trying to experiment with the concept of using Twitch to market, you know, my, my, my trade. And um, it's a little hairy because I got to figure out a way to stay um, safe for work uh, because, you know, with video games, you just never know what you're going to get. You never know what you're going to get. You have people dropping into your room and chatting. You never know what you're going to get. So I'm trying to figure out how to balance all that out at the moment. So it's very, very experimental, but I thought I would just give it a try. For me so far, it has been so entertaining. So entertaining. I've been That's enjoying good. it. So I've been streaming a little bit. Work-life yeah. balance right there. Work-life balance. Exactly. So what's your exactly. favorite game? Fortnite? Is it Fortnite? No. Well, yeah, Fortnite's one of one of the many games. Um, no, I haven't delved into Fortnite. Um, I'm currently playing Detroit Become Human. Hmm. Uh, that is an action adventure game. Um, uh, the, the is that like a zombie? No, no. It's it's more cinemagraphic. Um, okay. The Quantic Dream is the name of the game developing company. Mm -hmm. And they have a long history of developing more cinemagraphic games where um, there's a lot of 
decision logic, meaning you pick a certain conversational topic that can take you off to a completely different storyline altogether. And so it's in the realm of, of action adventure, really. Gosh, that so. would stress me out. <laughs> what do you, but yeah. wait a minute. Do I gotta you, make a decision, I gotta do this. That, uh, yeah, I used to play a lot of shooting games. My favorite was Call of Duty. And then oh, I used to play Halo too, because my brother played mm -hmm. Halo. He so was, shooting, shooting a whole bunch of virtual enemies was not stressful, <laughs> no. but making a whole bunch of decisions is. Okay. To each his own. Every game's different. <laughs> but yes. You're right about that. So I want to go back to, you know, talking about entrepreneur, becoming an entrepreneur. What, was, what would you say, because the listeners on this episode, you know, there's some that are thinking they're on the fence. I want to start a business. I don't know if I should. They might know what they want to do. They might not. But yeah, they don't maybe know how to start a business or, mm -hmm. you know, maybe there's some fears that they have along the way. If I start a business, X, Y, and Z might happen, right? Heck, it can yeah. even be worse scenario fears, right? I mean, every entrepreneur that I've talked to had fears and still have fears, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. What would be... One, what was the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur when you're starting out? And then what are things that are hard now? And same question goes with fears. What fears did you have when you started? And maybe what fears do you have now? Yeah. Um, starting out, the biggest fear was, um, I mean, purely failure and maybe looking absolutely ridiculous, looking silly in the process. Um, and there's a lot that went into kind of overcoming a lot of that. Um, a lot of it came to just coming into some truths about myself and who I am and being confident in who I am and right. owning it and just really owning that. And um, it, it takes a lot of vulnerability to overcome those fears. And so I practiced, I think I had to practice vulnerability and um, exposing of weaknesses, you know, whatever those were, uh, so that I can get through it and still like appreciate who I am and love myself. And also recognize that if fear owns me, then fear is going to define me. Mm. And not only will it define me, but it will probably want to lock me away so that I never live up to my full potential. I never live my purpose. Um, right. Never willing to try. And it's crippling, really. It's really crippling. And so I had to put my fears in check. I had to put them in check and say, no, 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 I, I, I own you. I own you. And uh, so, you know, starting out, that was the, the biggest thing. Um, and so I think now, um, now that I've kind of broken through all of that, um, I'm actually taking an acting class right now with a, uh, with, with a top casting director in Hollywood. And she gave me a script to work on. And it's a, it's a scene from, from Game Night, if you've seen Game Night. <laughs> 
Mm -mm. Okay. Well, you gotta educate me. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's the movie. It's a movie where, um, all these couples get together for a game night at one of their friends' houses. And then it literally turns into some crazy murder mystery. That's, that's, that's it. So it's, it's, it's a pretty good comedy. I've seen it before. It's, it's a good film. It's a good film. So I highly suggest it. You, you and Caroline have got to watch it. Um, and so she gave me a scene where I'm playing Sarah, who is on a date with this guy named Ryan. And so she's like, okay, Michelle, uh, do a cold reading. It's where you don't even rehearse. You just read through it and you feel mm-hmm. it out. So I read through it. She's like, okay, how about you do this, this, that, and the other? I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it. I read through it. She goes, okay, Michelle, I'm going to need for you to act ridiculous. Just be ridiculous. You know all the comical points, because I can tell you're changing your tone. I, I know you are a funny person, but... I need for you to relax and just be ridiculous. And I said to her, well, I didn't say this. I said to her in my mind, I said, lady, you don't know me very well. I do not do ridiculous. I just don't. (laughs) And so my fear is, is that if I don't get comfortable with the concept of relaxing and acting Mm. any type of role that comes my way, that is going to narrow my playing field when it comes to the voiceover business it is going to keep me away from opportunities. So right now, I think that's probably my biggest fear. Um, how, how am I going to get over this hump? How am I going to relax? And, you know, for me, a lot of it is that I'm being asked to do something on the spot. You know, I'm not, I'm not in my, my, my little booth behind me, you know, right. wedged in and, and safe and, you know, where I feel comfortable being more expressive, but it is important that I am capable of doing that. And so, um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's a work in progress. That's, that's a big fear. It's so, there's still that underlying fear of just looking absolutely ridiculous, I guess. But, um, but I've come a long way. I've come a long way. Yeah. I mean, being put on the spot is always stressful, increases anxiety. It and does. wow. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. That's one is vulnerable. Thanks for sharing, you know, about the fears, uh, cause they're real and it's your story. And a lot of entrepreneurs, small business owners, um, they experience that. And I love how in touch you are with those. You'd be surprised how many times I've asked other entrepreneurs and they're like, fears, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, got it. You are not aware of your fears. <laughs> you have not identified them. Yeah, totally. But you can totally <laughs> see past them <laughs> and see <laughs> they're terrified. <laughs> they're terrified right now. <laughs> So I love that you're fully aware in touch uh, with those fears. Uh, and thanks for being vulnerable and sharing that. Uh, that is awesome. So oh, thank you. last question that I have, because I know we're getting close to time here. We're going to have to probably do a part two is from doing, you know, voiceover, you had to get a lot of equipment. Well, maybe not a lot. Mm-hmm right? What kind of equipment do you have? Uh, And tell me the process. We might not even have the full time to go through it to do your own studio. To me, I was following you on Instagram. I'll I'll, I'll be brief. And I was enjoying it. I was like, heart, heart, light, 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 light. (laughs) 
I think there's only heart. There's no like button. But I was just, I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I feel like I know how her week went. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, yeah. I, hey, I'll be quick about it. I, um, last year when I launched uh, my website, I did a three-part blog on, you know, how to build your in-home sound booth. Mm. And um, it, it details, I think, very nicely, you know, all of my starter equipment, right? So um, I have my booth that I built. And, you know, that was a good, what, about $400, $450 worth of material. Um, and then blood, sweat, and tears. And then I got um, an audio interface device. That's an, uh, an Apollo Twin. Mm. Um, and then I have my Rode NT condenser microphone, and I have a stand, um, and then I have a lot of soundproofing and paneling as well. Oh, you went full. Um, and then just, you know, a nice standard, you know, stereo headset. And so that's what I, that's everything I got to just really get started and focus on the voiceover work. Um, due to COVID, one of the symptoms of the illness is uh, an insatiable, like, desire to go on Amazon and buy more microphones for some reason when you really don't need them. So I got more and um, I plan on using them pretty soon to experiment with them and play with them. Um, so that's, uh, I got some Lexpro stereo microphones. So I'm going to nice. see something fun and, and clever with them. So you got to post that on Instagram. Right Love it. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> so in a nutshell, that's, that's, that's all of my equipment. Nice. And closing, Michelle, you've been great guest. In closing, I want to know what type of projects you like taking on because also the people that are listening to the show, you know, they are CEOs, marketing professionals from CMO, VPO marketing, director of marketing, hack, anything with marketing in the title, that's what they do. Right. Right. So yeah. And it's just not Silicon Valley, you know, this is across the United States too. But if they're looking for voiceover talent, what would be the best type of project that you like? What's your favorite? I know you do it all, but I just want to know your favorite. Yeah, I would say, I would say my favorite is probably anything instructional. I think I operate as a great announcer. Um, so if, you know, a, a, a trainer or an instructor or an announcer role is necessary, I, I think I'm your lady. Um, and you know, for fun, it has been delving into, you know, the more character roles, um, such as gaming, gaming spots as well. Um, nice. you know, and I'll, you know, I'll openly admit it's a new world for me in regards to gaming, but, uh, I feel, you know, very, very confident. It just all depends on that role and the persona and, uh, do I fit that mold that maybe, you know, marketing directors um, and their counterparts are developing out there, so. Love it. Lastly, guys, thanks for listening to the show as well, too. I'm going to put Michelle Francine Turner email, social media, anything website related on the bottom of this video. And thanks for being on the show, Michelle. No, thank you, Jesus. I appreciate you reaching out. I really do. It was great to see you. Yeah, same here.
I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to check out our website at jrmwebmarketing.com where we have blogs, videos, and other valuable content around business and marketing. Also, subscribe to Jesus McDonald's YouTube channel to watch his videos. Just search Jesus McDonald and click subscribe. You can also find Jesus McDonald on social media channels. Just search Jesus McDonald, click the like button, and comment. We do our best to reply to every comment. And if you have any questions around entrepreneurship, business, or marketing, shoot him a tweet at Jesus underscore underscore McDonald. Lastly, if you love what we're doing, then please leave us a five-star review. Have a great day.